The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. After Jesus had spoken these words to his disciples, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him, and this is eternal life, that, you may, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I'd like to invite the children to come forward for the children's sermon. I wanted to show you guys a picture. I don't know how many religious pieces Salvador Dali did, but he did at least one. And this one is entitled The Ascension, and pretty much all we see about Jesus is the bottom of his feet. It's probably the view the disciples would have had, right, as he rose up into heaven. But one of the things that this picture reminds me of is that sometimes we spend a lot of time as Christians looking up and not as much time looking around in the world around us, doing the things that God has called us to do. But this was a hard day for the disciples. Their rabbi, their teacher, had ascended into heaven and they were left alone to carry on the work. Or so they thought they were alone. But the Holy Spirit was with them. Now, we often have phases like that in our lives. And in fact, another one I can think of today as we distribute quilts to those graduating from high school is that high school graduation, looking at college and the next steps, we're reminded that we're not alone, even though it is a big step for us, that we go with God into the world. You guys fold your hands. Gracious God, we give you thanks for your presence with us. Help us to always know that you are at our side every step that we take. Amen. Okay, you guys can go back to your seats. You probably can't see it very well. You'll have to Google it later. Salvador Dali. There are a number of things that, that come to mind today. This last Thursday was the service of the Ascension over at Memorial Church on Stanford's campus. I think there were about 600 people there. It was jam-packed. It was an 80-voice choir that just filled the space. 
And it reminded me of many things that we were observing. Of course, it was the Ascension, which I'm sure you all went out and got your cards and exchanged gifts like everybody does every Ascension. <laughs> Marked by all of the fanfare that comes with it. I do know that in some countries in Europe, for instance, it's a state holiday. But not so much in the United States. Not so much. But one of the things that it did is it touches on the gospel text for today. So that they may be one as we are one. We often take that to mean one as in kind of uniform, uniformity. And one of the things that we celebrated in addition to it being Ascension Day and in addition to the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church USA being there to preach was that the Episcopal Church and the Lutheran Church were celebrating 10 years of called to common mission. It was an agreement that we entered into that said that we recognize the gospel fully in that other tradition. And in some cases, we have even exchanged clergy serving in one another's pulpits, although that's not very common. It does happen. But sitting in that service, I was reminded that while relative to many Christians, we might be similar, we're not uniform. There were vergers, and as I was scrambling to figure out how that word was spelled, these black-robed leaders of processions with their staffs to make sure that everybody got to the right place, which apparently is a concern in England, but not in Lutheran countries, I guess. But different aspects of this tradition, and yet hearing the scripture read and preached, sounded familiar. Differences, and yet together. As we talk about Jesus articulating this, that we would be one as God is one. And then as Christians, we immediately get into this, well, it's, it's one, but there's this trinity, you see, and we get into this whole discussion but mainly describing this most intimate of diverse communities that we are called to emulate as well. Now, as these communities got started in the early days, we're reminded of the gospel text and the first reading for today. The disciples are standing, some would say, on the top of the Mount of Olives, Jesus gives his last benediction to them and ascends up into heaven. And there's that great sequence then where they're all just staring up into the sky. And we've all seen this, right? We've been in a crowd of people and we see a group of people very focused looking in some direction and you can't for the life of you figure out what they're staring at. And the disciples, I'm sure, with mouths just hanging open, dazed, looking up into the sky not knowing what to make of things, and people coming up and saying, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing staring up into the sky? In the early part of the 20th century, there was a church and institution built on the top of the Mount of Olives by the German Lutheran Church. Kaiser Wilhelm had it built. To this day, it's called Augusta Victoria, and in recent generations has served as a hospital run by the Lutheran World Federation. 
as one of the sites that people think Jesus possibly ascended from, it's interesting to see the amazing chapel in that space and the mosaics that are presented up in the ceiling. There's Jesus sitting up in heaven on the throne, but there's an image in the front of the ascension itself, kind of a figure of Jesus up in the clouds, and two disciples who are not looking in the right place. Because we just heard this story, right? They're supposed to be staring up after Jesus, kind of dazed, mouths hanging open, not sure what's going on around them. But that's not what's in the mosaic. In the mosaic, the two disciples are looking down towards the congregation. It's a very different impression that you get. There is this image that as Christians, we are called to look around. Now, when we talk about Augusta Victoria, they've done just that. This is a hospital serving the Arab communities. And it's a hospital that pulled the other Arab hospitals together and said, let's get organized. We should specialize and not be redundant. And so they specialize in oncology and blood-related illnesses. But think about that. Think about how hard it is. I know some of you know very well to go through cancer treatment. But imagine that if you lived in Gaza, how you might possibly get up to Jerusalem to get cancer treatment. In this community works heavily in the world around them. Not staring up into the sky lost in thought, but engaged in the world around them. That, I think is the image that we have. Oftentimes in our lives of faith, we even have this expression where we will have mountaintop experiences, right? From this text, this looking up in the sky with mouth hanging open kind of experience. And it's great for our faith. But in the text that we have today, there is this sense that our diversity and our unity held together pushes us into the world around us to continue the work that Christ has done. As we were traveling through the Holy Lands, it was one big European-established edifice after the next European-established edifice until we got to Ramallah. In Ramallah, it was interesting. The Lutheran Church of Hope that I think is in the thick of their 50th anniversary celebrations as we are worshiping this morning, is the first Lutheran church in the Middle East that was founded indigenously, not from the European power. They sent for their first pastor to come by the name of Basim Nijim. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because it's Fuad's father. Fuad is there Celebrating now late into the evening. His jet lag has got to be wicked. (laughs) But it is a reminder to us that they did not stay on top of the mountain. They went back down as they were instructed in all of their diversity, sharing the one gospel in speech and in what they did. And because of that, The world has been changed for eternity. This is not a small thing. 
It has changed the course of history. So the challenge for us is to not stay in this space, but to remember that after the service is over, we go in peace and serve the Lord by serving our neighbors. Amen.